Well, it is indeed an honor to uh, be with you this morning. Louder. Louder. Louder, okay. We'll try to make it plenty loud. It is an honor to be here this morning with you. Some of you I see fairly often if you work here, and uh, I'm here very often to see my mother, Patty Bunch, who is here this morning, and uh, I hope I won't embarrass her this morning. I also uh, just walked in the back there is my wife, Susan, and my granddaughter, Tilly, and I'm very blessed to have them uh, here with us, and I want to say a special thank you to Geraldine, who who lobbied pretty hard to get me here this morning. And uh, so, if you like what you hear, you can thank Geraldine. And if you don't like what you hear, you can just blame me, okay? <laughs> because uh, what we're going to be sharing this morning is from Second uh, Corinthians chapter four. Verses 16 through 18. And I also want to just thank you so much for the blessing of, uh, of your singing this morning. Such beautiful uh, notes, melodies, uh, and particularly the last one that where we sang about yonder over there. That's going to be a wonderful place. And we're a week closer to that place than we were last week, if you think about that. We're closer than ever to that that place. But we're not there yet. And that brings us to my topic for this morning, which is getting better when life gets worse. Getting better when life gets worse. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Getting better when life gets worse. When I was a very young man, it seemed like there was a very real prospect that things are going to get better. I looked forward to growing up, I have to say, I want to, I want to recognize my mom, since she's here, for uh, she did a particular thing for me that I, I am very blessed with. She let me have my creepy, crawly reptiles and amphibians in the house with us. That's right, you heard me. You've got your turtles in the atrium. We had those turtles running loose in our house. Yeah, you could hear them clunking along our hardwood floors at night. And some of them even laid eggs, one of which my brother ate. And you can ask my mom about such stories and similar things, 
from when I was growing up. I'm thankful for that because by allowing me to pursue my interest, I in turn pursued a biology and chemistry degree at Washtenaw Baptist University and graduated from college, if you can believe that. And that was a blessing. When I graduated from college, I, I just figured that I'm going to use the education I had and the, and the good upbringing I had, and I was going to make my life good. But you see, I hadn't met Jesus until that last year there I was at Washita. And when I met Jesus, he began to change my life. But he wasn't finished with me at that time. And getting better when life gets worse all depends on your knowing Jesus. And I'm assuming that because you're here this morning, because you're singing his praises, because you're gathered in his name, you know that Jesus that I'm talking about. Now, if you don't, I'd be glad to speak with you afterward and explain to you how you can come to know him as your Lord and Savior. Because that's, that's the big decision that really makes or breaks any life here on this earth. But once you know him, you're going to have to deal with when life gets worse. Because I know that some of you can relate to my experience that sometimes life does get worse. Even when you think it's going to get better, it gets worse. And these words in 2 Corinthians come from a man who had a lot of very bad things to deal with. He met Jesus on the road to Damascus, as many of you know. But after that call into ministry and being an apostle of Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul had to suffer a lot of things. Things got a lot worse for the Apostle Paul before they got better. And if you've studied the book of Acts, you've studied the life of Paul, the missionary work that he did, it was punctuated by things like stonings, like being in jail like having to run out of town because the people in the synagogue didn't believe what he had to say. And finally, of course, the Apostle Paul was shipped to Rome. His, his ship went down. He was bitten by a snake on the island of Malta. And he finally ended his life, uh, we believe, executed by the Roman Emperor Nero. Now that doesn't sound like better to me. How did Paul deal with life getting worse after he met Jesus? Well, let's look closely at verse 16 here, which I believe has the first key to getting better when things get worse. You see, getting better when things get worse requires a change in how we see ourselves. Look at what he says in verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Now, how many of you can relate with me? When you look in the mirror, sometimes you're seeing, I think I'm decaying. One of the things that happens when we get older is that we get less hair in the places we want it and more hair in places we don't want it. And there are other indignities that go with getting older. Now, some of you young people, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But one day you will, and then that's when you'll remember this message. 
that though our outer man is decaying, he's just stating a fact there, our inner man is being renewed day by day. And that's the good news I have for you this morning. Even though you may look progressively worse on the outside when aging finally catches up with you, your inner man is being renewed day by day. And that, to me, is a blessing that keeps me going when things get worse. Because even when I have to face a trial that I didn't think I was going to have to face, or a situation that I didn't know I was going to have to deal with, I find that Jesus in me renews me to become better as a result of going through that trial. Have you experienced that in your life? Have you seen that trials, just as the Apostle James talks about in James chapter 1, 2 through 4, he perfects us through those trials we go through. We get better. And we are being renewed in our inner man day by day. So here's, here's the change we have to make to get better when things get worse. We have to focus on what God is doing in our inner man, not what may be happening with our outer man. What's a pretty good thing to say when somebody asks you, how are, how are you today? Well, I've just thought of a great line. Well, I may not look very good, but I'm getting better. That might just precipitate a question. Well, why do you think you're getting better? Because my inner man is being renewed day by day. And when they ask you, well, what makes you think that? That gives you an opportunity to tell somebody about the Savior Jesus who does renew you every day. And there you go. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, how many of you are feeling like new creatures today? Well, I don't know how it may be going with the things that are getting worse department, but you are a new creature in Christ today, and you are being renewed day by day. So that promise of Jesus making you new didn't just apply to the day you first met him. It applies today. And I want to encourage you with those words from Scripture. Though we do not lose heart, Paul has authority when he says this. Though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. There you go. Focus yourself on the inner man, what God is doing there, instead of what you're seeing in the mirror. The second point is in verse 17. First, momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. I think it's kind of amusing here that Paul, having gone through all of those things that he did, is saying here to us, momentary light affliction. I think he's, he, he's, he's got his tongue in his cheek as he says that. Momentary light affliction was not what the Apostle Paul experienced. It was way beyond any of us have experienced in terms of suffering for the cause of Christ. But yet he says he sees something there that we sometimes miss. He sees an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. That's what God is preparing for us in that place yonder over there that we were singing about this morning. There is, he says, an eternal weight of glory 
far beyond all comparison. Now, I know that when you talk about treasure in heaven and things over there, because we can't see or comprehend them, we sometimes think, well, you know, they're kind of fluffy. They're kind of, maybe they're just kind of theoretical. No, they are very real. The, the word that's used here in Greek for weight signifies a very substantial, weighty, something very real and something very valuable. And granted, we can't, I have not seen nor ear heard what's up there, but believe me when Paul says that weight of glory beyond all comparison, it's going to be good. And it's going to be so great that we, it should change what we value. Because there's something, there's a choice that we can make every day that's going to make our enjoyment and our reward up there even more. And it, it's a choice that if we fail to make this choice, we're going to lose an opportunity to invest in the only place, in the only bank account where you can never lose. That is in heaven. You see, when we choose to become more like Jesus through our trials, through those worst things that happen, we are actually putting money up there where you can't go wrong in your investment. When you forgive someone who has been unkind to you, who has maybe hurt you and unfairly used you, you are putting treasure in heaven because you are honoring Jesus Christ. You are being like him who forgave his tormentors from the cross, even though they didn't know what they had done. When you are kind to someone who just needs someone to listen to their story, to listen to what they're maybe struggling with right now, you listen and you care and you, you give service to them. You help them, maybe help them through a door or help them in a small way. If you do it for Jesus, motivated by Jesus, even though you may not feel like being kind or forgiving, you are accumulating treasure that will last forever. That will be far beyond all comparison. That means better than anything I could talk about. Better than any bank account. Better than any stock portfolio. Better than any car. Better than any house. Better than anything we could enjoy here on this earth. You're putting it up there. When you change what you value from getting earthly things to investing in heaven by living for Jesus and becoming more like Him. That is our purpose. As it says in Romans 8, 29. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined, that's us, to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that we could, He would be the firstborn among many brethren. As we become more like Jesus, we can put more up in heaven for when we get there. Third, let's look at verse 18. Getting better when things get worse, I think also requires a change in the direction of our faith. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, Paul says. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Notice the look word here. 
we can choose how we look and where we look. You're looking at me right now, probably because you have to. Because, you know, well, it's not very spiritual looking if you look back there to see what time it is. I'll tell you, look, uh, I'm not sure what, if that's that clock right. Well, anyway. Okay. You can choose how you look and where you look. And what Paul is saying here is, spiritually speaking, we need to look not at the worst things that might be happening here, but at that eternal weight of glory that's happening there. You see, there are many days when I am just doing ordinary things. I'm out mowing my lawn or, or just picking up trash or something, you know, kind of humiliating. And I'm thinking, wow, is this, what, is this what life is? Is this what it's about? But then when I stop and ask myself, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I serving in this place? I, I happen to work at, at, a, at a ministry, Ron Hutchcraft Ministries here in town, and there are a lot of things that I have to do that are they're just kind of plain Jane. They're just kind of ordinary. They're just kind of messy sometimes. And I've, I'm, a, I'm a father of 12 children, and if, if for those 12 children, I thank my wife back there. But she would tell you sometimes it gets messy when you're raising children. And sometimes you're going to wonder, why am I doing this? Is it worth it? Well, if you're doing it for Jesus, whether it's parenting or serving, working in this place, or just being here this morning to hear God's word spoken and to worship him. You do it for Jesus, you're doing it for the right reason, and you're, you're pointing your faith in the right direction. Not here. Not basing your your assessment of, well, is this good or is this bad? Is this a good day or is this a bad day? Don't base that on the temporal things. Base that on what you're putting up there by your response to what is going on in this world. You can't control your circumstances, but you can control your response to those circumstances. And that's my message to you this morning. Choose wisely as you respond when the worst things happen. Choose to be better by trusting the Lord, by changing to focus on the inner man instead of what you look like, and by focusing on the things that are to come instead of the things that are here that are going to pass away. And then finally, by directing your faith towards what God has for you instead of what you're maybe not getting right now. That's my message for you, and if it's okay with you, Leonard, I'd like to pray, and then you can close this up here however you need.